Where am I? You are at the Hotel Colon in Hathuk. What have I missed? Well, why could I smell burning hair? It's only smoldering now. You look like a piece of charcoal, aunt. There was a small engine fire upon landing. We flipped over 180 degrees, but Eustace managed to drag us both out through a window. You appeared to sleep through the whole thing. Previously on the adventures of Brian Hovitz, our plane flipped over 180 degrees. Eustace dragged us out through a window. I remained calm throughout. Welcome to the adventures of Brian Hovis. Chapter 4. The Hotel Colon. Perhaps it had seen better days. The days when Auntie adventured around these parts. But just like Auntie Hester, the hotel is still very impressive despite its age. Ceiling fans wobble slightly, wafting the smoke of fine cigars and my barbecued hair across the lobby. Various old and intriguing objects lay gathering dust upon the walls, shelves, and tables around us. Sorry! I heard a tutting from around my knees. This is the hotel manager, Emily. Good God, look at you down there. Hello, Mr. Hovis. Uh, sorry about the porcelain. Don't worry about the Ming vase. You are ridiculously short, aren't you? We've owed your aunt so much for many years here at the Hotel Colon, ever since she quelled the uprising of 78. What are you, about four foot? Your rooms are, of course, complimentary. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Emily. As is the minibar. Oh, great. An evening looking out of the window, sipping free liquor. Thank you, Emily. Let us retire. Excuse me, aunt. I dropped my bag into Emily's safe arms. I think I'll pay a visit to the bar. I need to wind down. Breathe in the exotic atmosphere. Good night, Brian. It is you, you rich man from the news. An employee with large eyeballs and a dustpan and brush. Your mother is a total goat, no? You're like a richy rich man and your mother is a goat and instead of saving her life, you've come here on holiday, yes? Well done! My mind called out to me instructions. You are buggered and burnt, Brian, and your baby sham is beckoning at the bar. Raise your crispy, smoldering head up high and walk. Walk past this man and the countless c**ts judging and watching and walk on. That's right, walk on. It was a mind phrase long enough to get me into the anonymity of the bar. I would have done the same. I would not spit in her food at breakfast because it would be a waste of my spit. I might wee in it if I needed a wee. Everyone, look, it's the man from the news. It was this spawn of Meanwhile, Hester and Eustace began their own forms of relaxation. Minibar, two of my favorite short words. Hey, Eustace, teach me. Teach me how to tap dance. Looks easy to me. Now I can tap dance. Thanks, darling. Oh, look at that. There's nothing quite like terracotta rooftops in the twilight of a North African sky when you're getting smashed. Why are you climbing out the window, Eustace? Oh, I got it. A telegraph wire. <laughs> Off for a little walk, huh? Oh, you can take the Eustace out of the circus, but enjoy yourself, baby. 
After today, I wonder how Brian's lofty expectations are holding up. I hope he feels a little discouraged by the whole thing now. I just feel a little discouraged by the whole thing now. Understandable, Brian. I mean, I've nearly died horribly about four times, and I've hardly even started. You look like a burnt log. Yes. And I told you about my sphincter, didn't I? Yes, you did. Anyway, enough about me. May I ask your name? Lady Forsythesen. A well-connected antiques dealer, and I can tell you where to find the lost pebble of Al-Hazul. What? How? Well, I have a map. What? How? It's in my pocket, written on a napkin. What? How? Used a marker pen and my local knowledge. This is positively astonishing news! How did you get hold of a marker pen in this godforsaken place? Well, I picked it up at reception. Brilliant. So, would you like to see the map, Brian? Well, Lady Forsythesen. Forsythesen. Scythingson. Forsythesen. Forsyth. For. For. Scyth. Scyth. Sun. Sun. Forsythesen. Forsythesen. Damn it! Yes, I would like to see the map. But how do you even know I seek the pebble? Here you go. Goodness. It's absolutely beautiful. That's the hotel logo. Turn it over. Yes. Forsythesen. I see you have labelled your map clearly. We have the hotel here, a box in which you have written Hotel Colon. Then we have the desert, which I suppose is, well, like the napkin itself. Yes, that's right. And a palm tree, which is very well drawn despite the little smudge of perspiration from your elegant hand. I'm not sure why we have to talk through each aspect of the secret map, Brian. And then you have this oval shape, which I presume is the pebble I seek. And between all three, covering what must be miles of ground, is a dotted straight line. And this would be the journey I must go on. This is simply wonderful, Lady Forstenton. Fuck you. I have one question. I assure you it is accurate. If this is the true location, why haven't you got the pebble for yourself? Oh, I'm made for air conditioning and fine satin sheets. Not the horrible desert. No, if it's to be found, it is to be found by a brave, able-bodied, serious adventurer like you. God, how I wish others saw me as such. I'll see you get rewarded for the pebble. But, Brian, there is one condition. Name it. Hester cannot be involved. What? How do you know my aunt? Oh, infamous. Total liability. Why do you think she quit as an adventurer? Well, I heard she got depressed and flung in the towel. Hogwash. She was wanted in 196 countries. Do you know how many countries there are? Um, possibly 300... 196. Well, we all have our off days. I must insist, it's you alone, or no map. Oh, the desert owl. Lovely sound. What a perfect scene, apart from the deeply suspicious mime artist staring in through the bar window. What are you looking at? Is it Brian? Yeah? Anything wrong? I can see you using your thinking face. Spit it out if there's anything to tell me. No? Okay, well, come back in here. Take a bath. You smell like soy sauce. Say I did take you up on this offer. How would I travel? I don't have half the knowledge of my aunt. If you get on a camel just outside here in the morning and follow this map, you'll be there in a couple of hours, I'd imagine. Sorry, Lady Fourth Scythe Saga. Could you repeat that? My attention was taken. I swear I saw a shadow backflipping up a palm tree through the window behind you. <laughs> Probably just a monkey. Yes. Yes, I'm sure. 
Sorry, you were saying I should get on a camel. Are you sure that's quite safe? Oh, yes. If you don't believe me, let's ask the bar. Hey, everyone. Who's ridden a camel today? There you go, quite safe. What about that chap over there? Which one? The one in white? Yes, the one in white plaster from head to toe. Oh, that's just Michael. Hello. Hello. Are you the fella from the news with the difficult mother? Back to your drink, Michael. He got unlucky. Not hit by a camel, I hope. No, it was just a nasty fall. From what? Well, from a camel, but it was an unusual camel. Vicious. Everyone else rides camels here unscathed. I mean, unless you're not up to it, you could just stick to your original plan with your auntie and her old network of hoodlums, I suppose. But I'll be wanting that map back. Are you sure this isn't the camel that Michael had? Michael? No, this is Tim. Oh, God. Now, the controls. If I want to turn left, do I... Brian! Oh, bugger. Trot on, Tim. Up here at the window! Ah, good morning, Aunt. Thought I'd meet you at the, uh, the, the tribey place. We have hired a jeep, you know. Thank you, Auntie. Tim and I will figure it out. They don't call these Johnnies the ships of the desert for nothing. You know. Oh, there we go. Yes, we're off. Ha. Yes, I agree, Tim. Let's go this way. Okay, good luck. He knows not his way, madame. Thank you, sir. Good luck, Brian. Bon voyage, monsieur. That's right. Bon voyage. So many have died, but you will be fine, okay? Hey, aren't you the guy from TV? I'm a little preoccupied to chat. Yes, but you are rich roast beef, yes? I'm not rich. Yes, you are him. With your mother of mad. Mad? Oh, shit. I see. She is Cobra. Thank you. Goodbye. What a relief, Eustace. He'll trot around town all day in circles while we get on with... Oh, I do wish you'd speak sometimes. Just... Just something. Just make a noise. Oh, God, I want a cigarette. You want to enter him from behind? What? Oh, you want to follow him? What? He's as stubborn as me and might get into trouble. Oh, you and your bleeding heart. Yeah, go ahead. And he backflips out of the window. Well, nobody could say my life was dull. Looking out this window, a marketplace, a throng. The world's so rushed and I alone should sing a reflective song. Sing about what's inside my dreams and dare I say. My fears and hopes, yet I am lost cause I'm totally okay. Yes, this is my arrogant song. Let me explain. Brian, Brian and Eustace Idiot, idiot and useful Eustace is a lonely chap And Brian is a prong It's only cause I'm kind and sweet I brought them both along So this is my arrogant song Since my sister Around me into leaving home. I've walked the earth, I've struck gold, I've mastered life alone. Arrogant, alone, and fine. Brian, Brian, and Eustace. Idiot, idiot, and useful. 
I'll make my way to the desert tribe With no Brian to meddle My charm will get me directions And I will find the pebble So this is my arrogant song There's nothing wrong with going alone I love my company A life of flying, walking free On land and air, on sea Arrogant life on sea Brian Brian and Eustace Idiot Idiot and useful I'll find the pebble and make it back Before they found their feet We'll drink a shot and cash it in Success in time for tea And this is my arrogant song It isn't that I'm stubborn Or that I'm cruel or mean But I've done this thing for many years A gallant treasure queen And I'm never wrong Never fail or fall I'm not being ironic I'm never wrong at all So you can take my word for this Nothing will go wrong I've literally got no character arc And this is a pointless song We'll see about that, won't we? Anyway, next time on The Adventures of Brian Hovis I told you about it back in Chapter Zero and it's finally here Next week I ride a camel And bloody hell it's exciting If I were you, between now and listening to the next chapter, I'd do nothing, nothing, with my time. You're going to need all your energy to absorb, understand, and feel the required emotions. Seriously now, shut down all your systems, like this. I am now using only 3% of my energy, including lip movement and vocal production. I'm going to behave like this until next week, when I, with you, We'll need to pool our resources to get through the full dramatic tale of events. Hold on to your ass. Stop this music now. It's too energetic. Today's chapter was written by Hal Evans and Russell Gomer, with phenomenal oral sensitivities and abilities from Ian Cunningham. The engine of this machine was low-fat radio, on a mission to make better radio. If you would like to contribute to my ransom fund and keep this podcast going on for more chapters, any donation, no matter how measly, is welcomed. Just visit lofatradio.com. That's lofatradio.com. Shut down in five seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Do-do-do-do.